Cyber Warrior Network Esports Podcast, where we discuss everything cybersecurity and identify talent in technology through esports. CWN is launching the first cyber esports league that validates cyber skills and matches players to fill real world cybersecurity jobs. From 2014 to 2016, Nigel LeBlanc, a United States Air Force veteran, served as the Cyber Veteran Program Manager for the state of Maryland, where he helped veterans launch businesses and careers in cybersecurity. Today, he serves as the founder and CEO of Cyber Warrior Network. In 2020, at DEF CON Red Team Village, a 14-year-old girl placed in the top 25 of her cyber esports tournament. Play well. Get hired. CWN, a league of their own. And now, your host, Nigel LeBlanc. All right, welcome to the Cyber Warrior Network podcast. Um, great episode here, special episode. I'm with my good friend and, and uh, CWN's own CISO, Hinio Ochoa. Um, what's going on, Higgs? How are you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. It's nice to, to be on here and uh, spend some time. Yeah, let, I know. Let this, the people see us chat. <laughs> I know, right? This, this, it's been a long time coming. Uh, um, you know, stuff keeps getting in the way, but you know, that's startup life, right? Startup and, mm-hmm. and um, having a family and day job. So it is what it is, right? That's, yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, I am your host, uh, Nigel LeBlanc. Like I said, we have um, Hini Ochoa. He is our CISO. And um, you know, I let him get into all his accolades and all the crazy stuff and exciting stuff that he has done. Um, uh, with it intro, but I'll give you a brief introduction about myself and um, kind of the evolution of uh, Cyber Warrior Network, you know, how we got started and um, what got us to this point. So uh, guys, uh, from 2017, actually, um, I'm lying, from 2014 to 2016, I was the Cyber Veteran Program Manager for the state of Maryland. And part of my job there was to help vets launch businesses and careers within cybersecurity. Um, and, uh, also we were supposed to help, um, uh, set up cyber Maryland. So like the cyber Maryland conference and work with every three letter agency that you can think of, right. To promote cyber Maryland. So, um, in Maryland's wisdom, they decided to run a little article about, Hey, you know what? We have this cyber veteran program manager. Um, and they, they, they did this article, they posted it online and, Within about two weeks, my inbox was filled with emails where I had vets um, reaching out to me saying, hey, vets are military members, right? And, and for, for those of you guys who don't know, um, uh, you were classified a veteran once you transitioned out of the military. So, um, so I had you know, both, both parties hit me up, military members who were going to transition and also veterans who had already transitioned saying, hey, you know what? Um, uh, I, I'm into cybersecurity. Um, I've done this in the military for X amount of years, and either I'm unemployed or underemployed, right? And on the flip side, we have right. uh, all these employers. They were like, hey, where's all these great vets we keep hearing about with clearances? We want to connect with them. 
right? Classic and, story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Higgs, this is this is all too um, familiar to you, right? So um, I took about you know forty, sixty resumes, whatever, and I forwarded over to um, you know I I just blasted this out to all of our partners, and man, to my surprise, like one or two got hired. And maybe a handful got um, interviews, and I was like, "There's something wrong here," because you know I browsed through most of these guys' resumes, right? They didn't all suck, you know. Um, and then the majority of them had clearances, so it's not too often that you find um, employers turning down people with security clearances. Yeah, that's that's pretty game changing. Yeah, I know. So um, in my typical, um, you know, I got to fix this crap uh, type of stuff, um, I decided to do something about it. And we started off by, you know, the thought was, or the idea was to create um, a a matching algorithm, you know, based on the NICE 2.0 framework, Um, not just another military transition tool, but, you know, some way to quantify scientifically how people do, uh, you know, with real hands-on keyboard experience, right? Um, So, (laughs) and I thought that was going to be easy. You know, you just find a data scientist, find somebody, you know, maybe you're doing a plug and play with IBM Watson. Connect the dots, right? Yeah, that's it, right? So um, uh, after my, uh, my role ended at, um, uh, with Maryland, I moved uh, back to San Antonio, and that's when I really started the journey of building the team. Um, and Inio was one of the very first um, uh, uh, people that I reached out to. Um, uh, at first, my mission was to find a, a, a co-founder, somebody who had data science experience, and then to bring in somebody with, um, you know, domain knowledge and expertise, uh, because I am not the ones and zeros guys, by the way, you know, even within cyber network, I'm not allowed to touch anything. Uh, these guys, he knew no. and, and, and <laughs> Justin, the rest of the team hasn't given me access to anything technical. I have to reach out to them. So that's how much you don't want me on your system, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knows enough to be dangerous. Right. So, um, so connected with, with, um, uh, Justin, who is our CTO and he's army. We will, we won't hold that against him. Right. You know, he just, you know, he, he didn't, he didn't know the, the right way, um, when he joined the military anyways. So, um, uh, we started building a team and I was looking at this showtime series, right. Uh, cause at that time I was just sucking up everything I could to, to, to really get some understanding of, um, the cybersecurity arena and, and, and understand, um, some of the issues. And I saw this guy on, on, on the series and it was like, shit, I can't even touch a computer or, but I can't even be on the internet, but I'm a hacker. I was like, what, you know? Um, but you know, come to find out he was literally right up the street. Right. So, um, literally. yeah, right. So I reached out to his wife on LinkedIn saying, Hey, I seen your husband. Can I please connect with him? I just want to go ahead and, 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 and talk to him and whatnot. And um, to my surprise, you know, uh, she responded and I was elated, like, oh, shit, I get to to meet this dude. Right. So um, we set up a meet and um, I go over to his house and I meet his beautiful family and his his little dragon. Uh, what was his name? That was, was Skittles. It? That was Skittles. Yeah. So this thing hisses at you, but it's smart as hell. Right. It's kind of crazy. So, um, uh, you know, they invited me over and um, it was supposed to be just like a, a, a 45 minute, one hour meet. I ended up staying there for about four hours. His wife even made me dinner. And um, that's how our friendship and our brotherhood um, started. Um, one of the nicest people that you can ever meet, very passionate about cybersecurity. And we are fortunate to have him on the team. 
Um, so with no further ado, Higgs, why don't you tell um, the listeners um, about yourself? And then, you know, we'll get a little bit into your journey um, uh, later on in the, in the episode. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that story is probably the most accurate telling of uh, CWN's creation, I think, ever on record. Uh, I, I can't tell you the craziness. It goes from, of course, the whole story, you know, back there that got me on the show that, that Nigel had, of course, watched. Um, but I, I just remember... You know, you had this, it was, it was a, uh, you two, you and Justin, a laptop and like, you were just pitching this idea, like, look, man, this is, you know, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Let's do this. And I mean, it was just brainstorm. Um, you don't get that a lot. Like it's like the old school stuff you watch on TV where it's like, there's a montage. Like you could have done that with the moment. It was really crazy. I know. Um, Crazy. Like like, (laughs) we we literally whiteboarded that day, man. That yeah. was crazy, you know. So. Yeah, that that was like that was that was like again that that that's stuff that like documentaries and movies get made of, you know, right, the whole right. scene on that. It was just, um, and, and that's where the journey's been, right? It started as a data scientist hacking, kind of like, um, okay, how do we get these these this underrepresented group into the jobs that desperately need them? Um, and then I I remember when we first even came upon the game itself, uh, just just. I've played so many, so many hacking games, and and I remember he check this game out, check this game out. I was like, man, another hacking game, man. I don't see another hacking game. I played this game, and it's, it was, I think I started early sometime that in the afternoon. I had played all weekend. I mean, I think I ended up calling him and be like, yeah, man, totally beat it. That was the best. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was it was the entire weekend. And by, by the way, um, yeah. you didn't get in trouble, but I got in trouble with my wife because I was <laughs> I was stuck trying to beat the first damn uh, mission while you were done completing the game, right? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and 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 guys, the, the game that he's talking about is is our game Cyber Wraith. So uh, essentially, uh, while you play the game, we validate your knowledge, skills, and abilities, and uh, we match you up um, with after we validate your skills, of course we match you up to real world job opportunities. So, you know, essentially you can, you can think of it as um, call of duty for ethical hackers. All right, Higgs. Um, so go ahead. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we had this game, this, this, um, the, 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 just the dynamics of us. Um, he, he's a guy to come up with the crazy ideas and I'm the guy that pretty much doesn't say no. And so as long as the situation is <laughs> there, Hey, let's go do this. Okay. Right, right. Let's go. Yeah, We're going to do this. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and again, all the, every every member of our team is, has um, really helped in our growth. Uh, but but me myself, um, you know, this has been this has always been a project where I I, I personally never uh, expected anything back. Right? Like for me, it was like, man, this project I love vets. My bro's a vet. Um, you know, I met cool Nigel. You know, has always been respectful. You know, why not, man? Let me help this guy out, and, and we can help each other out. And uh, yeah, and so here we go. Uh, we got to the point. It got to the point where we did our first DefCon. Um, awesome turnout for what we had and what it was. Uh, I think um, you can do a lot of hype, and you can say, "Yeah, you know, this is going to be the biggest and baddest." But unless you're spending millions of dollars, you, you just you're not yeah. prepared for it. You're just not. Right. So for for a startup, we had a lot of learning, we had a lot of fun though, and um, we hacked some stuff. And I think that was the point around that time we were just like. Yeah, we need we need someone to really take over the security, and I mean, who else, right? The hacker. Right. Um, right, right. <laughs> I've, I've, I've. Uh, if you don't know, um, you know, I do have a pass. I've, uh, we, like I said, we get into that into that later. Um, but through it all, you know, it was always security was was the role that I fit, right? That we like to call it the mini hats club. Um, 
because everybody has many hats. Everybody here was was to, um, doing something different. So uh, that that was where um, I think I fit in the best. Was, so I mean, one of the things that um, I really um, appreciated about in our engagement and really liked about you, besides your complete um, uh, uh, transparency, right, um, is your passion for teaching and your passion for learning and giving back, right? And um, you had given so much to CWN unofficially. And I'd always keep saying, look, dude, like you're not an outsider. You are a part of the team, right? So it was only fitting that, you know, we solidified it um, and, uh, you know, you know, did the right thing and made you the CISO because we were, you know, we, we definitely need your help, right? Um, not only from a technical perspective, but just from um, uh, the ethos of the team, right? I mean, you know, when, when we met, um, and I, I've always preached, you heard me say this in so many of our meetings, it's all about team, right? Um, and and that's team, what man. we live. So yeah, so that's that's um, one of the really good things about our team and some of the things that you bring in. So fast forward, fast we, forward. we do one DEF CON. We're at DEF CON again this year, right? Mm -hmm. yep, um, yep. Grand, grand prize is $1,000, first prize. Second prize is 500 bucks. Third prize is two hundred fifty dollars to play a pretty cool game, right? Yeah, yeah, you're getting paid to play a game. Like, uh, come on, hackers, this is free money, come right? On. Come, come. Back um, so this was somewhat surreal for us, but some of the things that we can't discuss right now on the podcast is happening is really um, uh, empowering from our perspective from a small, scrappy startup, right? Nights, weekends, birthdays, holidays, that type of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The ran the random. Everyone on the team agree that random. Hey, is our site down? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, 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 and the uh, just the the sheer willingness to all attack it right and come together. But so fast forward, here we are, um, and now we are we are at the I want to say the intersection of couple of things that that is is pretty significant. Number one, we have positioned ourselves as the first cyber esports league, right? Um, so um, I don't know, I don't I don't care who you are, it is really tough to make hacking sexy on screen, to really make it a, a, a spectator sport, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, every hacker out there just agreed with you. Like, yeah, no, no, I don't even want to watch it. Like, it's not <laughs> I know, fun. right? But we, we made it fun, I promise. And then for the non-hackers, you know, you're looking at a Linux terminal, like, what the hell are you doing? What, what, what is these characters, right? You know, you just spelled this word wrong. This can't mean anything, right? And that's me. So um, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. But uh, another thing is now we're launching this podcast about cybersecurity and esports. So we're going to be discussing um, everything in between, right? And and the um, correlation or causation or the impact of cyber cybersecurity um, uh, in esports um, and what we should be kind of looking forward to, um, you know, in the future. Yeah, because right? there's yeah because there's a lot of intersections there, right? Like there's a lot between the whole the whole gaming and um, security as a whole. I mean, right? Game cheats and stuff. So yeah, yeah, I look forward to it. So with that, Higgs, what was the first video game that you remember playing? Ooh, the first video game yeah. ever. Oh man, I don't know if anyone even remembers. You got to remember, I'm old, right? Like I know, I know the 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 cute complexion and you know all that <laughs> and, and beautiful eyes. You're like, oh man, that guy's yep. like what, 15, 20? No, no, yep. I, I'm, yep. I'm old. Um, so I think well, I want to say it was even before like the Atari, but there's this really cool, really, really cool. Um, uh, it's like Space Invader type game, not Space Invaders, the actual game, but it was a 
I was like, yep, I'm on that. I'm on that. Um, There was a Star Wars game on the same console. I remember that. Uh, But I love, I just love all kinds of games. Um, Early in the World of Warcraft, one of the first for the Ultima Online, for anyone who's really, really back all there in the gaming. Um, And then, of course, everyone's favorite, the the Apple and the, um, you know, Dysentery. So there's there's a lot there's a lot of fun gaming history there and um, I was lucky. So if I was to pick one game, I'd say my first game was probably one of those older ones. Cool, cool. Uh, I I loved um, Gallagher, bro. You talked about, the, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that, right? Yeah. Mortal so, Kombat too was a big uh, high go. school favorite, hey, right? Street Fighter, bro. You can't not you right, can't count right. that out, right? Mortal Kombat so, and Madden, dude. And the irony of our times is that. Um, us growing up it was hey get off the video game go outside right um and and today you know this is a real industry right Um, that's someone's job yeah to get up and play games (laughs) right so um and and win some pretty big money at it too right you know so so for me it's just like man like everything you know is kind of flipped upside down from when we started right um, but we do have to change with the time, just like in cybersecurity, you have to evolve with the, th- with the threats, right? It's continuing evolving. We do have to change with the times. So, uh, fast forward, what got you into, um, hacking? Cause we won't even call it cybersecurity at that point. You know, Ooh. you're a young gamer, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, what got you interested into the field and how did gaming kind of, um, uh, assist or kind of help, um, usher you into, into that? Well, it was gaming got me into it because it's gaming. So there's a, that was the whole catechist. But my grandma actually introduced it to me, the computers as a, as a functioning tool, right? Um, NASA, down the road up here, uh, they all their astronauts go and get EEGs done. Boosh. Uh, she was a technician. And so she goes, uh-huh. computers came out, brand new. Boosh, here's a new computer. Okay, cool. My grandma, you know, grandma to me has always been old, right? I mean, we're little kids. She's right. always been old. So old grandma comes and goes, I don't know how to put a CD-ROM in. And my first question was, what's a CD-ROM? Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. I have no idea what's a CD-ROM. Grandma, I, I play Nintendo. Uh, and puts it in front of me. I look at these wires and say, okay, it has a manual. The least I can do is read it. And from there, I was just hooked. Once I, re- I plug this in and boop, boop, boop. I mean, I, I, I reckon to the first time a mechanic gets into a car. Or the first time that, uh, uh, you know, first time a, 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 I don't know, motorcycle guy jumps over a ramp. Like, it right. was that kind of, uh, um, hacking came with, oh, I got, want to get a game. I got a new computer, right? Because grandma wants me to learn it for her. She, she doesn't know now that there's just Windows on it. Right. Uh, and you have your AOL, you have your Prodigy. Uh, those have their online games and their BBS type stuff. And for a while there, it was free. But then, as everyone knows, the account runs out. Time runs out. You know, grandma yeah. ain't going to pay for you forever. So one thing led another, and there you know, go. Um, chat rooms, hacking. Uh, back then, hacking really was hard not to hack, to be honest. every Everything that you did was either everyone did it or you're the first person to do it. So, oh, let me go to this chat room. Cool. Everyone's here. What are you guys talking about? Oh, you're talking about programming and wares and all these other, what's a wares? What is that? Oh, cool. What? I don't have to pay for Photoshop, right? What? I don't have to pay yeah. for. Um, and so that's from there. That's where, where that hacking spirit came. It was for me at first, it was just, I'm a kid. I game. I need that game. So got to hack. Gotcha. So, mm-hmm. so 
it this is and we, we haven't discussed this by the way right guys so this is new to me but if you look at the correlation again um you know hacking um you know which is uh, you know i mean i guess your true passion and calling that was the output or you know a, a necessity because you needed to more gaming time, right? You need more stick time. <laughs> so to speak. Right, right, right. <laughs> so that's, 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 that's pretty cool, man. So check this out. If you had to live in, an, in any alternate universe, any character, right, um, based on your, your gaming or, or just, just um, you know, uh, TV, what would it be and why? Hmm. That's a hard one because on one, I kind of want to go like the what I feel is the easy answer and just go, oh, I want to be Rick from Rick and Morty, right? Right. He's like this old ass scientist, but the fact of the yeah. matter is this dude can time travel, go anywhere, do anything he wants. Like, yeah, he yeah, does it. Yeah. He, he's not afraid of any other human or nothing. He just goes on these crazy adventures. Um, because a part of me is that, right? A part of me just, nah, man, YOLO life, and I'm just going to go and do it. And worst case scenario is I might come out with an experience. So, that's that's how how that part goes um i don't know uh i've always been a fan of the tasmanian devil right yeah. i really like i really like that guy um yeah. i grew up with astroworld right and so warner brothers looney tunes that's been that's my jam hey, so man. like that guy's life was perfect man he was the party animal right he just he ran around he saw stuff he broke up everything in the room mm-hmm. and then he, he left and, and for a while there, that was kind of me. So you know, I, I think so, I think by by very karma, those would be one of my one of the two. I like the Rick and Morty. I I I, I would never think that everybody thinks, even including me. I think about it as a, you know superhero that type of stuff, but not not really that. So all right, let's get down to some some hacking stuff. All right, so we hear Fun these time. terms: black hat, white hat, gray hat. Um, let's. Let, I want you to define them. And then walk the listeners through your journey, um, you know, from a black hat to a white hat and, um, you know, kind of uh, bring that all, all together. Okay. I mean, it, it's real simple. Um, unfortunately, we use colors to designate the goodness and the badness of these hats. A black hat being the bad, worst of the worst. Um, you're looking at the credit card frauds, right? We're looking at the hackers. We're looking at the um, uh, website defacers, all these little subgroups, people who fish, spam, all that. Um, Gray hat is more of, okay, so say you're a tech that works at Microsoft and you have access to a certain pool of serial numbers. Well, who's going to notice if you take two, three hundred of them and sell them underground for Bitcoin? Right. So now you're really like a gray hat Um, at the same time. we also like I'm also a security researcher. And so for me, I feel gray hat is where security researcher would sit. Right. Um, because I don't break the law. I don't go out and say, oh, look, you know, it doesn't matter that that website's insecure, uh, uh, not telling me not to do it. I'm going to go break into it anyway. But at the same time, as a security researcher, um, I guess the best way to put it is if you left the keys in your car. Is it illegal for me to just turn it and open the door? Right. And, and I guess, I guess, yeah, yeah, we can argue, right? Yeah, man, you open that door. Okay, cool. Well, if I did it in good faith, if I did it to say, Ooh, oh, man, Nigel, man, you left your keys out, right? Then was I, did, did I do anything illegal? Now, that's the gray hat area. 
Not that I want to have those arguments because they're long arguments with merits on both sides, but that's the gray hat area. The white hat area is also what I do. <laughs> um, so right. white hat, white hat, and gray has one of those. I feel and, and uh, the, I really don't like defining these things down this because while there are definitions, um, I'm an old school type of hacker and we don't like definitions. We don't like trying to categorize ourselves. But what I will say is, so a white hat security researcher walks up to the door, sees the keys, notifies you, and then asks permission, right? So at, at some point in there, I guess we can call it impulsive, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I see the keys to the car and you're driving like a, a 19, you know, uh, 85 Corolla, you know, I'm going to be white hat, right? Hey, man, your car, you left your keys in your car. If you're driving a Maserati or, you know, I'll be like, yo, Nigel, boo, 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 your car, yep. man, boo, 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 right? right? right. It, now I'm a little more gray hat. Now, if I don't tell you at all, I take that and go pawn it. I'm black a black hat. hat. Right. So right. that that's that's how essentially how that goes. Um, my journey is actually uh, quite weird. I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, so you see this computer, the computer um, building of my young age. And I would like to say I was pretty much in the gray to black area. Like, like, yeah, I was stealing software. But look, man, if you're in the 90s, uh, if you were a kid in the 80, uh, 90s, you know, 2000s, if you didn't have your LimeWire, you weren't in the AOL chat room or an IRC chat room typing some long command so that you could get uh, the latest game. I can't say you were living. But so, but it, I wouldn't also say that like I expect the feds to bust in the door because, right. come on, man, it was the 90s. The, the, the only, I mean, the most in- hardcore copyright encryptions came out in my time, right? Like I remember we're just wearing RSA encryption on your shirt. Or getting mm-hmm. tattoos and stuff on it, right? Like you're breaking the law. Look, this is export. This is a cryptography. So the minute this gets exported, wow, federal law. Like this is yeah. the stuff that we dealt with, right? Um, and then one day this law came out called the CFAA, and the CFAA essentially made it where mm, the line between what was gray hat and black hat was even smaller and it was so small that it actually started to overlap and to push into that gray and white area and and so if i imagine in that same scenario that we used before i walked up i said man nigel your keys are in your car bro and instead of saying thank you or whatever you turned around and said hino did you just look at my car man are you trying to steal my car, bro? Yep. I'm going to call the police right now on you, man. And then I'm like, okay, well, we'll hold up. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I don't even want no mess. And you're like, nah, man, like now you're trespassing. Uh, they, they, they reached and they escalated past. And so um, at this, around the same time, you know, um, I got more caught up in going to school, right? I mean, you got to, you guys, I, I, as much as I would love to, to take and say I was in a basement, totally doing cool hacker stuff all the time, man, I went out. I, I was computers were cool. I loved hacking. I loved games. I loved learning. But I really, really, really liked girls. And it was because I was going to middle <laughs> yep. school, high school. And yeah. so sorry. I mean, I, I, I both had a girlfriend and ran um with groups like enemy 403 right uh i grew up with cult of the dead cow i grew up chilling in 2600 waiting for live drops and and i i remember calling 
um, um, radio shows like XM radio stuff uh, through trunk lines. Right. And so like, it was just, I mean, it's so weird to think about like how super illegal it was, but how free and opening it was to like, I mean, I was 11, 12. Different and times, I'm, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm calling a multi, uh, I'm like, think of, I think it was like AT&T, you know, I don't know. Ma Bell and stuff was, was still, uh, I think it just fell and all that crazy shit it was already gone. But, um, uh, calling into a hack trunk PBX to call a radio show because the, the, the host of that radio show on XM radio was a friend I was talking to on IRC. <laughs> and yeah, it was such a wow. small circle. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. you know, that's, that's the, the, the community I grew up in, uh, later on. Yeah. Yeah. Later on, it was essentially a uh, lot more militant. <laughs> yeah. So talk to us about that portion of, of your journey. Um, you know, what, what what and what what happened where the feds did the feds did bust in, and um, you know the 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 kind of I hate to use the word reform, um, but you know I I I think um, transformation so to speak right into um, you know not only just the the professional you are today but the, you know the person you are um, you know so because I th I think that it's our responsibility to. Um, your story is so powerful, um, and and what you've done with so many different podcasts and telling this is it's always to help people avoid the same mistakes you made, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Especially with, with with your passion for teaching, so I think that's that's, that's pretty critical that you uh, you talk about that story and then you know how we, how um, you know you've kind of transformed into who you are today. Okay, yeah. So I won't drag everyone through because um, you can Google Occupy and all that stuff and all the political hoo-ha that was going on. And um, I'm not making light of it. It's just we would do three more podcasts just for that story, right? But right. but but essentially, um, I got uh, uh, re recruited, got the opportunity uh, to join a small group uh, known as the Cabin Crew for an even smaller group known as Anonymous. Um, for those that don't know, Anonymous, most of 2010 to 2011, um, was an, an escalation. You had the Occupy movement. You have a lot of political who are in the air, um, you know, you have the wars going on. Uh, my brother was a soldier over, and I think that was probably the biggest thing that hit me, right? Um, you got a, your, your, your family's at war. They're saying how horrible it is, and they don't want to come in. And anyway, the point was, I was political, um, and I hacked everything. And, and I actually, really funny for, for research on this, I was like, man, you know, I didn't hack anybody, right? Like, I hacked a couple people, but, um, but, but I mean, in the case in this in the time of like three months i ended up um hacking into the what the texas dps uh three or four uh chief police like uh, uh headquarters or or groups right uh jesus multiple multiple um small counties um it was just a rampage it was it was a rampage it really was um and it came it came from from really just not having output right I, I had a lot of anger obviously things were going on um with the political scene but the one that got me was there was a a um, older woman at one of these occupies a lot of people don't know i was uh epileptic on up to about i want to say about three years ago i i didn't i stopped taking medication um by doctor because they're like we don't know why you're taking it man we're you've gotten the test you're okay um but this this woman was sleeping and as many epileptics know um, flashy lights aren't good for us, right? Flashy lights, no good. Um, which Nigel will tell you is actually really crazy because everything in my fuck, my, my house is flashy yeah. lights. 
Thank you. Just um, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, so that was that was my first cue, right? Like it's like like yeah, man, maybe you don't have seizures. I'm like maybe. Um, and so, but but this this light was going off. This woman had a seizure, and um, instead of helping, this cop uh, assaulted her. And I know, again, it was a small blip in time for, for probably the hundreds of people that were watching it probably was just like, oh, look, another atrocity. Um, but for me, it snapped in my head that, uh, no, no, I, I can't stop it. I can't physically go there and grab that cop's arm and move it, right? Uh, it's physically impossible. Um, but I bet you I can hack him and everybody who knows him. And and I, 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 really, I really have changed, but there is also a part of me that's like, yeah, man, like FYI, at one point, um, you know, the cops wouldn't get on TV and talk smack, you know, um, the badge numbers and stuff. If there was a badge number, I found out where they lived in minutes. Um, but 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 all that ended up doing was getting a knock on my door and a really loud one at like 10 right. o'clock in the morning. Um, and so I get up. I'm half awake. I get some call. Co- I have some coffee brewing. So I grab me a cup of coffee and I look through my peephole. Right. Like, oh, what's going on? FBI, as far as the eye can see, dude, just everywhere. And I mean, my door, you know, it's a door, but in that doorway was the most amount of machine guns per square inch I've ever seen pointing at this door. Wow. Now, yeah. Now, this was a steel door. A little bit scary, a, huh? Yeah, I'm not violent. <laughs> so, so, so for yeah. me, I was like, ah, this is it. You know, I'm going to go kiss a dog and, you know, tell everybody goodbye. I'll see you at Gitmo. Um, right. This is this was it. Uh, but no, I got um, I got caught. The FBI did come in. That started the journey to where I am now. Um, as as you know, uh, I ended up meeting my my beautiful wife around this time. Um, that's where we ended up. You know, she flew over here from Australia. Um, there's that's a whole other book. Uh, right. Right. I, I and I know this sounds amazing, but I literally wake up every day being like, okay, let's see what this chapter brings because I mean, I I stumbled through life. I mean, don't let don't let um anything tell you that this has just been a fun, easy journey. Like I've gone through some real, but man, it comes up smelling like roses. So I got this, this, this beautiful wife and I'm looking at this prison sentence and, um, you know, that that's scary as it is. Uh, and she decided that, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna stay here in America. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to marry you. Um, and I also want a baby. So I don't have any choice but to kick butt. Uh, and so I'm pumped. I got this baby on the way. Everything's great. And then, boom, two years of prison. So I sat. Um, and this this is, I think, the biggest thing that made me. Every day for two years, I had the same schedule of waking up, going to eat, going to do this. You're going to the bathroom this time. You buy your food this time. You buy. This. But I studied. I couldn't get to a computer like you got the the story of my prison uh, right. uh, adventure is a is a six episode thing, um, but I was not allowed to touch computers. I had to get written permission just to get my my email, my center link emails, um, or just everything was just or true link. Sorry, uh, it was really just horrible. Um, and but but I studied. I, I wrote. I, actually, this is this is actually really interesting. I learned Ruby. And then to test out that Ruby, I had to send it outside where someone out there would then run it and say, oh, yeah, wow. man, that gym that worked. Is, right. And so that is dedication, <laughs> brother. Yeah. But but it, I mean, I had no, what else did I know? Right. 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 
Um, so, you know, you, you got a mechanic background. Uh, some people are really good at like, you know, doing their stuff. I only knew when I say I only knew computers. I mean, I only knew computers. Right. By, by that time, I was so in the scene. Um, I could tell you a hundred ways to hack all kinds of stuff. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't the greatest time at all. Um, that was finished up. That got done. I come out and that's where around the time shortly after where Nigel met me, um, there was a small time between that. That's where the showtime came, right? right? Showtime show right. ended up doing my show. Uh, but we show up and I just done two years and life, life kind of goes on. Right. But, but for two years, technologically speaking, I had no access to the outside world of, of advancements. What's new, latest attacks, um, you know, what the trends were going on in the industry. Um, and so I get dumped into this realization that, bro, you got a felony in a place where security clearances are your number one, get out of free, get out of jail free card, right? Like, I mean, I, I could go hack the Bank of America if I'm like, yeah, dude, don't even worry about it. I got top secret clearance, man. It's all in good faith. Come on, let's work right. on this. Nine times out of 10, you got no problem. If I come at them now, yo, 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 sorry, Bank of America, right? I, I'm Hino Ochoa. I got a felony. And be like, cool. The second one's even easier. Um, and so I, that all shook me. I, I was not prepared at all to deal with um, having a, a, a baby and a wife who supported me the entire time. Don't get me wrong. Um, but now I'm out. Now it's my turn to return that favor. Right. And it's I your turn to yeah. It's yeah. Tough. You know. Mm-hmm. And and you get handicapped, man. Like I, I couldn't get a job. Uh, and my wife will will attest to this. There was a point. And I want all all the hiring managers out there to, to hear this. There was a time where the dude who was just on Forbes couldn't get a job at McDonald's. And no skill difference. I, I, I mean, I obviously can hack better now than I can then. But I'm saying the entry level hacking never changed. You know what I mean? Like. Right. And so that was the kind of stuff that, yeah. I think think to your point, though, um, one of the things that we have to uh, to kind of take a step back and and look at it, um, uh, a couple of things worked in your favor. Um, Number one, you are tenacious. Um, You have an incredible support system. And um, you have truly uh, learned from your mistakes. And a lot of people say that, but it's a punchline. Um, Not with you, right? Um, But we still, I, I think that, you know, we look at our audience, um, you know, from, from high school all the way to the boardroom, um, you know, we have to say, well, hey, you know, guys, these are some of the things that you don't think of in the moment when you decide that you're going to hack somebody's, um, you know, infrastructure, whatever it is. And the the consequences can be very, very painful, right? Um, so, you know, uh, kudos to you for, for, for keeping at it because the easy way out would just be just go back to the dark side, right? But um, you know, uh, you know, and and within our growth as as friends, you know, I've watched you, um, you know, go through these these, you know, just kill these technical interviews, right? And then when it comes to the final portion, they find out about um, your felony, and then you know, we're we're sorry, right? Um, uh, and and with that, you know, today you have um, emerged. Uh, uh, successfully, um, and you know you run you run an incident response team in your day job, and uh, you know you definitely represent us um, as a CISO, and, and you know our entire tre- team has the complete faith and trust in you because that's what you've displayed, right? Um, so uh, I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on on 
first of all, how not to get caught up um, uh, into that that world, or what are the signs that you know young gamers or 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 hackers um, should be looking out for? Uh, you know, if they're on a similar journey as you are, or you were. Uh, well, let's start with, with I think, a, a simple plan first, right? So let's go over what is illegal to hack. And, and, uh, and I say that um, because you have to define a lot of words in that sentence. And I think the first one is what is hacking? Um, you know, a lot of the young, young people um, nowadays, especially, uh, you know, raise your hand in the audience if you guys have a uh, girlfriend or something in high school, right? And you guys are like, oh, my gosh, you know, they might be cheating on me. Let me go hack into your email. Oh, I'm right. mad at her. Let me go Facebook. hack into her. Let me go. Yeah. Let me go guess her pin number on that pad. Um, that that's unauthorized access, and under the current CFAA, that's that's punishable by you know possibly time in prison. Um, six months, I think, was the, the earliest um, I've ever I heard somebody you know in that I ever heard someone get um, a case of six. I mean, I got buddies who've gone for ten, fifteen. You know. Um, once you understand that, and I think that's probably the hardest journey, you'll be surprised at how many things a lot of us hackers do out of just second nature is walking that line. Um, now, if you find yourself in a situation where, you know, you, you I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. I want to hack stuff. I will get out of bed and I'll say I want to hack something. That's all I can say. I guess the way someone goes, I want to ride a wave. If you find yourself in that situation, you know, know that there's hack the boxes, there's VDPs out there, there's bug bounty programs, um, VDPs being vulnerability disclosure programs. Um, my good, my good buddy uh, uh, John, he wrote a real good book on that. Um, wish I could remember the dang the dang name of it. Uh, I, I can say that you'll probably read about it if you go to college for that in the next couple of years. Um, there's there's a lot uh, in in forms of hey if you have that urge where you can turn it into whether it's bettering yourself and your skills whether it's trading your um your day job for a night job or if it's just something that you know hey i need some money there's programs out there that pay thousands and thousands of dollars from everything from uh finding a bug in their code to um you know just testing it out and and i think where we fit in is we allow um both right we allow you to express your your hacking skills and get a job so 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 to your point um there are legal ways of of going about and essentially getting the same fulfillment of you know just kind of really the challenge of hacking into something right oh, oh and, yeah and, yeah and and by the way one of those legal ways is our video game right so oh it's a super legal yeah, way super yeah, legal yeah, way yeah. shameless um, plug there right yeah but <laughs> yeah so so um so we we go from or or you go from um hacking spending time and then um you know i i walk into your house you know a, a few months after we we met and then you come and you say hey oh check out this coin that this general gave me for for um you know finding a vulnerability for the u.s army right so how crazy is that? You know, um, you know that's, that, that's, that's, that's when that's I wild. knew. Yeah, I think that's when I knew that it was gonna. It was something I could get. I don't know. Um, I think uh, the best analogy I have is, you know, you're a young actor, uh, and you go and you you're in a room, and there's, you know, the the best actors of your generation. Well, you know, you're not gonna feel like the best actor. Um, and then one of them gives you an award. What the, whoa, whoa, yeah. what, you yeah. know? And, and yeah. that's, that's where I was like, okay, 
okay, um, I knew I had the dedication. I put in the time in prison. I knew I had to go and succeed. And yeah, yeah, it's mind blowing. I even now, I mean, I've um, from from every position I've had, every time it's always, you know, oh Jesus, I can't believe I got this email. Who is this? You know, I have right. to double check stuff. I'm not sure if. Again, I think everybody has it, right? You're just not that sh- you sure I'm that good. Right. Um, so, yeah. It's the yeah. imposter syndrome, right? Like, like <laughs> exactly. Deal, deal, right? So, um, you know, b- before we wrap it up here, um, so we, you know, we, we, we talk about, hey, by the way, I've never been coined by a, a four star or a general. So, you know, I'm hating all, all of you for that, right? I'm hating you for that. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, uh, so, um, fast forward, um, today you run an incident response team, um, uh, at your day job, uh, and you are involved, um, with some of the top, um, security researchers in the world, right? Um, yeah, yeah. A uh, couple of things, uh, before we close it off, um, uh, is, uh, what's a day in the life, um, uh, for, for Hineo Choa from, from that perspective, from the security research and um, also running an incident response team. But I want you to, to, to really kind of put it in perspective from uh, an esports. Like, so, so if, if you're thinking about like our um, uh, EA, EA just got hacked, right? Just got hit with this ransomware. And um, although our PII is not out there anyways, um, uh, you know, from 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 that perspective, let, let's let's hear you know what a, a typical day day in the life is. Okay, well, well, first, um, let's all take take a moment to know that every piece of information about us is probably leaked in somewhere. Um, so, so I guess it yeah. comes with whatever that, that our PII is not out there from that hack. Um, I I'm, I'm, I want to say that it's that there's a really cool answer to this, but honestly, I get up at four thirty every morning. Um, I have me a cup of coffee. I get dressed. I go in. Um, if it, for my incident response guys out there, they know exactly that feeling because I promise you, nine times out of ten, if that incident, if you're hearing about it right now, some poor guy like me had to get woken up at like three in the morning, right. maybe a week and a half ago. Right. Um, and and they're told, you know, all right, man. Uh, weird artifact. Nigel can't get into his email address and he knows that it got hacked because it just sent this other business 45,000 emails. Yeah. Yeah. That wouldn't be Nigel. Yeah. I would. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, 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 you know, there's a breach, you know, right. you got to go contact team members. Um, you know, it comes down to delegation. Uh, and, and, and I, I can tell you right now, every board meeting I've been into when we've talked about an incident, there's at least one or two people, usually is more, but but um, there's always at least one guy who will turn around and look at me and say, what would you do? And um, no pressure, the, right? No pressure. And it's like, well, if I was to hack your organization, I'd probably do exactly that, right? Like right. they found that vulnerability in your system and they exploited it. Um, it's I check emails uh, in the back of my head. I'm always looking for targets. Um I would love to tell everybody here how I choose my targets, but I mean, anybody in the bug bounty knows that like, if I tell you, then you're going to go do it. And now my hunting ground's smaller. Um, but that being said, it's really easy as far as um, I look at industries where I guess for, for lack of a better word, where would my dad work? Right. Uh, a lot of times we say, well, you know, 
explain this like I'm a two-year-old or explain this like you're setting it up for your dad. Um, it's very similar to the same thing. Um, and that's how we got um, into a lot of the crazy mixes that I get into. Uh, you know, you know, the John Deere hack was was fairly recently. Uh, made Which in Forbes. You, you, were, you were featured in Forbes for that, by the way. So everybody well, go well, on I don't, and, I don't and know check out the article on that. <laughs> I mean, I was called out, but right. uh, uh, it was it was definitely um, an escalation of efforts. And uh, the, the same energy that, that I got with you, right, is the same energy that uh, uh, hackers get with each other. Right. And when, when you put it's a definitely target, a tribe, right? It's a yeah, tribe. it's yeah, a tribe. Yeah. And, and when you put the energy of that many hackers onto something like breaking down a website, I mean, come on, you know. Um, so I, I would say my average my average day usually gets over about ten thirty to eleven. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got we got kids, man. We got to we got to do all that. Tell me um, about it, brother. Yep. <laughs> we got podcasts, blogs. I got to run scans. I got to go through logs. I got to be alert for, you know, um, EDR management, uh, uh, you know, to MFA uh deployments and stuff right um i don't know maybe nigel just joined the team and now he has a phone so now we got to go activate make sure all his accounts are going make sure he has the right security clearances and stuff like that he accessing weird stuff agents are installed on computers just i i i am am gonna put myself into the the one time you hear me do it i'll put myself into a little bucket and that most like most people's lives aren't this hectic I do not um, stick to the um, um, work until there's no fun left in it mentality, right? Right, um, right. Uh, uh, a lot of people will say, oh, try harder, try harder. It's a very overused term in our industry. For me, it's keep learning, right? right. As long as you're learning and as long as you're on that journey for, to learn, I mean, and- I learn something new every day. I, I can't lie. I can give you a day because every day there's something new and that's where I, I spend my time. So I have to call this out. You said keep learning, and um, guys, you'll you'll hear um, a couple of episodes down. Uh, you know, we had a we had a, a conversation with General Alexander, and um, when I met with him, uh, he was actually um, and, and keep keep in mind for those of you guys who don't know, General Alexander ran both the NSA and US Cybercom, right? Um, but he was studying for his CISSP. Isn't that just mind blowing, right? For Sergeant, I, I um, love and, it. I love and it. He, and he had just, and and by the way, he had raised, uh, you know, I think it was like three hundred and twenty million to launch his company at that point, right? So, and he has this big book. So, um, uh, to your point, um, you know, uh, uh, in the security industry, um, employees will say they love, they they want to see people who are willing to learn, and then you know, a lot of the successful. Security professionals that I've talked to, they have the same zeal for learning. So um, I think that's a great segue for us to to, to kind of wind down. Um, uh, you know, the same way that that we were learning cheat codes from a, a video game perspective. Um, you know, you have to be a student of your craft at all times, right? Um, all the so time. I, I have uh, uh, one more question here. Um, of course, so of course. on this journey, um, brother. Going down, and 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 we are thinking about esports as an industry. Um, ransomware is is just kind of spreading like wildfire, um, and and these are 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 you know targets of opportunities, right? Um, uh, I mean, you can. There's a gray area within that, but anyways, um, what if you were a content, uh, if you were a game publisher or an esports provider? 
um, and you were charged with, uh, with with the security of that, what would keep you up at night? What is one thing or two things that you think um, security um, experts in the esports industry should definitely be paying attention to from all of the, the crazy stuff that you see on a day-to-day basis? Well, I think right now, and, I, and I'm pretty sure most of the industry will agree, um, supply chain attacks, while um, um, very flashy and pretty right now, uh, realistically, libraries and third-party libraries and stuff really are um, where that danger is. Uh, ransomware is big in you know the healthcare industry, most places, um, most industries uh, as a general term. But I think I think really the security the security. Uh, so I think this is a little little man came in here in a handshake. Yeah. He wanted to high five me. He knows things are going down. Um, but yeah, I think I think at uh, uh, at the end of the day, for a game company, uh, our our development pipeline, right? That IP, um, the intellectual property that we have, um, and of course our customers' data. And right. I, I think a lot of times uh, that's not where they're at, right? Uh, PCI means that we have to segment networks out and keep our data safe. You know, we got that. That's our golden. That's what we're worried about because we can get fines for that. You can right. steal all our users, but not their credit cards. Man, you steal our credit cards now, we get in trouble. Right. Um, so I, I would say, say probably um, in that order, um, supply chain attacks. The it's not even the companies anymore getting hacked. It's the companies that supply the companies, and then when those companies get hacked. They're giving it to everybody, right? Um, and then you got that insider threat, people stealing your your private information, getting that stolen, bad credentials and stuff. But okay, it, it's going to be bad. <laughs> well, it's a, brother, rough we, out there, guys. I know. It's, it is a crazy world, and it, it seems like things are just um, getting crazier day by day. Um, anyways, we are going to wrap it up. Higgs, thank you so much for, um, for, for helping me launch um, uh, this podcast. You will be on many more times um, and uh, looking forward to to, to um, doing some good things with you with CWM, brother, right? Um, guys, I do appreciate thanks for, it. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, thanks for tuning in, um, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Higgs, how can, how can anybody find you on the interwebs uh, if they have any questions for you? Just Google Wormer. If you Google Hino, if you Google Ochoa, or if you Google Wormer, you can find my Twitter, my Facebook, probably my home address. Like I'm a very public guy. I promise if you reach out to me and I see your message, I'll I'll get you. Um, you can hit me at CWN um, or, like I said, Twitter and or Facebook. Cool. Um, uh, mine is simple. Nigel at uh, com. If you guys uh, want um uh please check check out our website um and check out our game and um we look forward to to talking with you guys again thanks bye thanks for listening to the cwn esports podcast check us out on cyberwarriornetwork.com and follow us on twitter facebook instagram and linkedin